Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another Saturday of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Today we are looking at, looking at, I guess, talking about, we're talking. We've we've looked at in the past. Yes. We've looked at. We've looked at and we are going to discuss and provide audio content for your ear holes. Loki season one, episode two. Brought to you by the Wretched Eye Podcast. I'm Steve Baldwin. Joining this morning, my good friends, Scott, Greg, and Nico. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Hey, I am a little bit thrown off whenever you don't do an actual intro to the show, though. I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. So if we, feel, if we feel a little bit awkward, it's because usually as we record these yeah. shows, Steve does the full intro, and here Steve just started talking, and I, and I, and I feel like something's missing. It's a little weird. It is. There like is something missing. It's pre-show conversation. That's what it feels like. There's yeah, no intro. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like there's no foreplay. We just dive right into the action. That's how we do it here. That's how mm. we roll. <laughs> Not right. up. That's what it was. Bite okay. the pillow. I'm going in. <laughs> We're aiming for a quickie this morning, guys. So we got 30 minutes. 30 minutes to talk about Loki. That's what she season, said. Season one, episode two. This this episode is a fun one. We start off in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Say that five times fast. Oshkosh, Wisconsin, in 1985 at a Renaissance fair, and the TVA Minutemen are looking for a Loki. Quick aside yeah. for Chris Evans. For Chris Evans specifically, if he's listening to this episode, I have a dog in my lap. That's what I'm telling you. I have a dog <laughs> in my lap. <laughs> so that's specifically for Chris. All right. Hey, yeah. and, and one more thing. <laughs> yes. Little Easter egg right there. Oshkosh yeah. mm-hmm. is the birthplace of the of the of actual, baby clothes <laughs> of the actual <laughs> guy that uh, Owen Wilson's character is based off of. Oh, Mobius. Yes. That's uh, the, he's from Oshkosh. Well, the no, character, not the character, the real person from Marvel Comics that that character is based off of. Oh, that's why that was thrown in. There. Wait a minute. The real person from Marvel Comics. I don't get it. We talked about this on the last episode, Steve. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll have to go back and listen. The, the character of Mobius was based off of a real character from uh, Marvel Comics. That uh, person. A I, real I person remember. that worked for Marvel Comics. Yes. And All right. Was Mar- so was when it, you was say it, a real character Mar- or a real person, what are you saying? <laughs> Is it a was character? It? Do they have characters that walking around the Marvel offices? I don't understand. They are all real to me, Steve. <laughs> Spider-Man works on the third floor over the counting. <laughs> The Hulk is down in the mail room. He it's lifts like those the ES, the ESPN commercials where like the athletes are working around the offices. And that's right. That's that right. It, totally. Right. Yeah. Well, I was thrown off. You said a character. I so it's character. a person in the Marvel office. It's based off of that person. It was one of those tongue twister type things. It, it is it, Saturday morning. Have you had coffee? I did, but not enough. All right. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> There's the puppy dog. All right. Hey, should we start? The- Welcome to the Wretched Hive podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Steve, Greg, Nico, Scott. All right. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Say that five times. Oshkosh, 
Wisconsin. God, we're stuck in a fucking time loop, guys. We can't get past this point. (laughs) TVA Minuteman enter the tent. They're ambushed almost immediately by a Loki who uses his power. Well, or should we say its power? That'll that'll come to to bear later. To change one of the Minutemen into his minion. And we've seen this in the films, right? Where Loki is able to sort of draw, use his power to draw in his opponents to fight for him. That's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, He used the the scepter right the uh tesseract but in, the, in yeah. this show he could he just has to touch you and you become one of his minion i guess i don't know what else to call it yeah like a like a mind slave yeah yeah a thrall a mind slave yeah there you go yeah. uh and and this we see the hooded figure the loki we presume taking a hostage now the one thing i want to point out about this for this initial fight scene is the music <laughs> And I want, I need your opinions on this. It's the, I need a hero. That's Bonnie Tyler. The Hold, bot, yeah. holding, out, holding out for a hero. Yeah. By Bonnie Tyler. Exactly. So what am I to think about that? I mean, lo, the, we're, well, we're chasing after this, what we presume to be a villain, the villain of the show so far. We're trying to catch the bad guy, but the bad guy gets this hero music. So what's going on here, Nico? Is this are they are they trying to take us down this you know this alternate rabbit hole or trying to trick us? What what's happening here? Well, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, Steve, it's I need a hero, (laughs) not I have a hero, not I am a hero. It's I need a hero. As upbeat and peppy as it is, Mm -hmm. no, that song is very much saying exactly what needs to happen right there is there's no hero in sight but i need one okay yeah and and i'm gonna throw a couple more things in here by the way that song which was featured in the footloose soundtrack one year prior to the events that are happening in this wow was on the charts at the time that this takes place oh that's a good poll so that and what nico just talked about the song is actually called holding out for a hero so, so maybe the the radio was just on to play in WKRP, you know, and, and maybe that <laughs> right, was just right. happened to be playing on the radio well, at the time. Did you did you at look that up, or is no, is no. this your encyclopedic knowledge of not, of eighties music that you were able to pull from? For that, that part That's actually came true. out of my brain because I'm a huge <laughs> Footloose fan. By wow. the way, uh, also one other thing about this is that music didn't come on because we're watching it as an audience. That was the music that was playing on the sound system inside the tournament tent where the fight takes place that's what i found interesting because it's 1985 this whole show is about fake things or altered realities and they're going around Mm -hmm. taking things away you're in a time period where if you notice when they show up at the renaissance fair uh nobody's everyone's in character and gets upset that they're not in costume but everyone's drinking out of red solo cups which is hilarious because it's kind of it's kind of that concept of what's real and what's fake yeah and everyone's so determined to be like this is a real thing we're we're reenacting this but they're drinking out of plastic cups so there there's this kind of thing going on through this whole episode about what's what's fake and what's real okay huh interesting all right so so we jump next to the tva we've got loki studying up and learning more we get some more sort of exposition about about what the TVA is and time, and uh, it's Miss Miss Minutes uh, is having a, an instructional lesson with Loki, and uh, you know so we learned that um, when a Nexus event branches past the red line, 
is when the TBA can no longer reset the Nexus event, and that would lead to the destruction of the timeline and the collapse of reality as we know it. And he tries to whack her. You know, she's like this. It's so what is Miss Minutes? Is this it's like this digital manifestation of this training thing? Is it Miss a real character? Is a Jurassic Park DNA knockoff. It's a cross between the Jurassic Park Mr. DNA and Clippy, the old Microsoft clip art guy who was there that's to perfect. give you instructions that's about things. So that's perfect. Clippy. Yeah. She so, calls him yeah, a I, jerk I, at the end, by the way. Did you hear that? She goes, You jerk. Yeah. Well, here again, back to my point about this. She he asks her, Are you real? Mm. Are you fake? And she says, I'm a little of both. Mm-hmm. So again with a theme of what is exactly real yeah. what is going on here she does jump back into the computer which i thought was a really interesting right. hologram to a computer uh loki gets a jacket they're going to go on this mission he gets a jacket <laughs> and he's all proud of the jacket i'm part of the tva but it's got variant and big bold letters across the back and they're I all laughing was, at him yeah they're kind of <laughs> laughing at him about that one of the one of the tva minutemen calls him a cosmic mistake which Ooh. i thought was great and he says oh lovely you know um, again, I just have to nod to like Hiddleston's uh, performance in this. He's just so compelling to watch. Everything that comes out of the man's mouth, yeah. Greg, is like is, is is solid gold on the show. Yeah, I, this this was uh, except for the very beginning and very end of the episode. There was a lot of of him sitting in a in a room somewhere or at a desk somewhere it was almost you know like a, a modern day procedural like csi or something like that where he's you know investigating the facts so it, you, you kind of need somebody who's at least interesting to look at uh to to help bridge the the two big action sequences of this episode so um right. yeah he's he's a good choice for it and and the the, the dynamic between Hiddleston, uh, Loki, and Owen Wilson's Mobius. I think this. I think it really kind of shows off in this episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's great. So Loki goes with uh, Owen Wilson's crew back to the Renaissance Fair, and uh, they go on this mission. They're trying to track, uh, you, you know, the Loki that's uh, that has taken the hostage, and um, we get some more exposition. Loki says, why not travel back just before the Loki arrived and capture him then? And um, Wilson says, or or I guess Agent Mobius says, um, the Nexus events destabilize the time flow. Time time keeps changing and and growing, so you have to show up in real time. Um, It's just interesting to learn the sort of the the rules of the universe here, Scott, and like how, is it, is, is it laid out the same way in the comics? Are we kind of, is it unfolding the same way that it does in the comics? Well, I would, I'm going to have to say yes, but it's always expanding. And the, the hard thing about the comics versus the show is you're getting one show kind of giving you the outline of what happens. Yeah. In the comics, you have how many titles, how many hundreds, if not thousands of issues you can go back to that deal with time travel. So it, it takes a lot more uh, research and investigating and reading to figure it out. So if you've been reading the, these comics for the last 30, 40, 50 years, yeah, you might understand it. But if you were starting right now, you would have a hell of a time figuring out the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You'd have to go back and find like specific comics that teach you about it and how the multiverse works and all that stuff. And so on that mission... Loki, again, you know, forever the trickster, tries to pull one over on them, like, don't leave the tent. Um, you know, this is a trick. 
and again, that buddy cop sort of interaction that we we talk about a lot is 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 in in full display here. Uh, he you know gives this long speech, and at the end, uh, Mobius is like, "He's lying. Don't worry, everything's fine." Um, so you know nothing nothing's uh, you know Mobius is 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 not trusting Loki at all, and um, for good reason. So meanwhile, back at the TVA, now Mobius is in the judge's office. What is the judge's character's name? Do you guys know? I don't know what to call her. Oh, they, they said it on the episode, um, but she plays... Is that a, Ramona or something? It's something like that. Like Ra she, Rava Ravana, I think is Ravana. You're right. You're right, Greg. It's Ravana. And she's a big character in the books that deals with a character we might be seeing soon. Okay. So, so just a quick nod again to the set design and the visuals when they jump back to the TVA. Just in, uh, amazing the the the, uh, the inside the office, her office with the the pillars representing each of the time. Uh, what are they called? Um, the time, time lizards. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> space lizards. The, yeah. The time keepers. The, the time, time keepers. keepers. Yes. Yeah. Um, Whatever. <clears throat> in that scene, while they're talking, I don't know if you guys noticed the the little details. The ships flying outside past the blinds that you just see the shadows of the ships flying. Yeah. Um, just the little knickknacks on the shelves. Everything is just picture perfect. It's 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 beautiful. So I, I want to mention something because you're bringing up the timekeepers again. Yeah. Uh, this is very important to the show. There might be a big reveal with this, but okay. if you ever notice, Ravana, Ravana is sitting underneath one of the timekeepers. Um, there are three of them. And then the one that she's sitting under, if if Greg, since you're a comic book reader, might know this, has a very distinct look to it. And uh, in, in the comics, I don't know if this person becomes this, but there is a character coming in the third Ant-Man, um, mm. Quantum Mania, I think yes. is what it's called, uh, called Kang the Conqueror. And Kang the Conqueror, we've already seen a hint of Kang in um, Ant-Man 2, where they go into um, the quantum realm. Mm. You see a tiny little city at one point, which is the city that Kang rules. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they're gonna play this out as that's Kang as one of the timekeepers in there hmm. and how he might be introduced into this fourth phase or whatever we're going into. He does have kind of a, the timekeeper statue, he does have kind of a Kang look because Kang if you if you don't know he's you know he's 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 got a very comic booky costume but he's got this kind of like squarish design around his face and it kind of very yeah. reminiscent like Scott's saying of one of those statues and i think ravona is like a love interest at some point to kang right is that i think that's right yeah. i'd have to look back on that but yeah if dave was kang. here he would know but unfortunately it's just you two, me and you here doing this today. <laughs> we're, we're doing a bang up job, right? So, so in, that, <laughs> in that conversation, it's revealed that Mobius has never met or seen the timekeepers. Yeah. She has, uh, allegedly. Yeah. She says, oh, they are, they are watching this case, you know, carefully. They are tracking this, you know, super carefully. Yeah. And, and, but it's revealed that he's never see, seen the timekeepers. Is that significant? I think so. I, I think well, there's a, a, yeah. Have you ever seen God, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever no. met your creator? Wow. <laughs> but I also don't know anyone who has. And Mobius's, <laughs> Mobius's boss says she has, or at least claims that she has. Well, I do. 
So I have met someone who claims that yeah, yeah. he has met God, but I don't think that person is sane. Well, when they're out on Second Street, <laughs> they're, they got a few signs wrapped around them. Right. Yeah, that might be a big hint. But what is it? But so I don't know, just open it. You know, that, 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 that's, uh, yeah, that kind of leads in to. Are they real? A, a lot of the conversation of this episode, though, you know, uh, when when Loki is talking to Mobius uh, about his past and how he came to be with the TBA, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very, very, you know, kind of esoteric metaphysical. It just is, you know, and 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 they get into, well, that's crazy. And then Mobius asks Loki, you know, well, right. who's your father, a frost giant? You know, where did you who are you raised by an Asgardian god? You grew up in, in, in a mystical realm, you know? He says that sounds equally as crazy. Like all of all of our existences, if you take it in that context, sounds crazy. You know, we were all created by you know two beings coming together, and we, and we were all pooped out somebody's vagina. So I mean, that's that sounds <laughs> equally crazy if you think about it just from that level. So yeah, I'm going to tack onto that because in that same conversation, Loki then says, "So you believe that?" Yeah, and he goes back to him and he says, "What happens?" when everything gets fixed, everything gets straightened out. And Mobius states that it's the end, the end of all of it. So my question is, is what you kind of brought up, are they real? I think they are real, but I think that their sacred timeline is a huge part of this. It's not necessarily what they're telling you it is. I love that line that he uses in the conversation. We're jumping ahead a bit, but but I'll just let me read the line because yeah. I wrote it down. It's 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 actually quite beautiful. Yeah. He says, while we protect what came before, they, the timekeepers, yeah. are toiling away in their chamber, untangling the epilogue from its infinite branches. When they finish, so do we. It and then it's just order and we meet in peace at the end of time. And then Loki says, You're wrong though. Yeah. Uh, and then there's more, but we can talk about that later. Definitely. And that's what I think is a huge part of the show. Yeah. Because something major happens in the show that we yeah. now have seen, I think, is the kickoff, the real kickoff for phase four, which is the multiverse. Wow. Yeah. It, it, the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, is that the yep, name of it? That movie? is correct. That is, it's already lining up to be insane. Like, I, if it's anything like this show with these time branches and, oh yeah and we're gonna get there at the end but uh, at the end of the episode let's not um, we'll get there but I'm get there yet, don't but, just go yeah. with dr strange we got spider-man and i really think ant-man uh quantum mania is going to be a major player in this with offshoot films that are nice. going to connect all right uh, and somewhere right. in here is guardians 3 which also has thor in it but i don't know how that tie you know guardians is always kind of the outlier of how does it tie into the rest of the marvel universe and you know it's and it's it was interesting how they had them picking up Thor to bring them into Endgame, but you know they really don't tie into everything else that's going on. They're just kind of a story that's also happening at the same time. Right. Right. All right. So so let's let's get back on our timeline. We we had a, a significant branch to the the Wretched Hive episode timeline here. Yeah. So um, all right. So back to the conversation. So so finally, Mobius convinces. Is it Ravona? Ravona. Yeah. Ravona to let him have one more shot with Loki. Like all he needs is one more try. And so, um, despite Loki's efforts to, um, you know, to sabotage the last mission, they're going to try one last time. And, um, you know, Loki again says, "Well, I've been playing this game all along." But you know, Mobius, Mobius says, I, "I." He sees right through it. 
He says, I just want to catch this guy and I'll tell you what I need to tell you. Mobius is completely out of sympathy for Loki. He says, look, this is your last chance and your last chance requires work. And he just, he gives them files. He says, I need you to review these files and see what you can see in these files. Um, pretend like your life depends on it. And he leaves them alone with the files. So then Loki starts going through the files in this hall of records, which by the way, another beautiful visual of, I don't know if that's a real building or part of a real building. Or it is. A digital, you know, enhancement of a real building. But my God, that was a beautiful shot yeah. of the interior that, of the, that, that building. That elevator, that elevator shot was apparently a hotel in Atlanta. It is. Oh, I can't yeah. remember the name Incredible. of it, but it's in the lobby yeah. too, where he's working at the desk. Yeah. There's only some digital enhancement on, with the statues and stuff like that yeah, in the background. But that, yeah. was, that was great. Um, I loved um, Loki's inter, uh, interaction with the records receptionist. Yeah. You know, he's got to ring the bell that doesn't ring the clank. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for <laughs> look. And then, you know, he tries to get the records for the beginning of time. You know, everything's classified. Everything's classified. And, and what can I have? And then she just hands him the Loki records. That's, you know, everybody knows what Loki can have. And he, he, he comes across the destruction of Asgard file. Ragnar Ragnarok. Right, the Ragnarok yes. file that indicates total planetary destruction with zero, zero variant energy. And that gives him an idea. Could the variant be hiding, hiding within apocalypses that have happened? Yeah. So uh, he, he sells this to Mobius and they travel to 79 AD to Pompeii. <laughs> which is which is you know uh, a funny little scene uh with him right before the destruction of pompeii telling everybody you're going to die and he's you know <laughs> lets the goats run free but there's no variant energy that can be that is that is um that is detected so yeah when, when they in a show about time travel where they say that every little action can cause a branch in time this is yes. the one instance that they that they tell you that there can be no branching because they qualify it as it comes on sudden and there's no survivors. So in these two instances where if you can get in there and, and you can do whatever, there's literally no rules is there no rule. You can't break. You can't change what's about to happen. So, right. I, I, and preceding the, the scene at Pompeii though, I just have to mention the, the best scene in the, in the show, in the episode, in my opinion, is when um, Loki interrupt, interrupts Mobius's lunch and he goes to ex <laughs> explain this theory he has and he takes his salad and he's like, you know, explains that, well, you know, you could, if, you know, the, the, the apocalypse is going to happen. You could, you know, you could, all this bad stuff can happen right before the apocalypse, dumping salt and pepper and yeah. pour stuff in and, you know, Owen Wilson's reaction. Oh, come on. I want to eat that. You know, that's my sound. Well, <laughs> this is so, good. so just a it's couple funny. little notes on that. Uh, yeah. You get 17 minutes for lunch. There's only 17 minutes allowed. Oh, and yeah. then there's also a sign, I believe, when they walk in that says there's no talking in the lunchroom. <laughs> that's all Loki's oh, doing. Really? Oh, just, I didn't see that. Talk, that's great. Talk, 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 talk. Where, where is the 17 minutes for lunch? I thought he said, he says something to him where I, I'm, I can only have 17 minutes and I <laughs> just want to eat my lunch or something. Oh, got it. So, um, Oh, go ahead, sir. Yeah. No, at the end, he says, um, you know, oh, here's a fun theory. You're going to lure, lure me out in the field and stab me in the back. And Loki says, I would never do that. And he says, <laughs> and Moby says, you've literally done that hundreds of times. 
It's, I would it's never good. do it again. No, never, never do it again. The interaction between the two of them is is just great. All right. So um, then there's this conversation that we were alluding to before, um, back at the TVA, um, where uh, Mobius says, you know, early in the 1990s, there was this brief shining moment, a union of form of function, form and function called the jet ski. Oh yeah. That conversation. And uh, it, it's it's a real conversation between two 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 guys. Again, I'm going to throw out the, the little side notes and the little Easter eggs. Yeah. But notice that he's only eating or drinking things that basically came from the 90s. Mm. The soda that he's drinking was an, a soda that was in the mid 90s for like four or five years called Josta, Josta mm. Cola. Okay. And it's Jolt. Not Jolt. It's called Josta. You'll see the logo on the can. So is there something about that? Is there, is there, there could be stuck in the 90s there, somehow? There, there could be. And okay. he's got a magazine from the 90s about jet skis right. that Loki's reading about earlier. Now, this conversation about reality and free will. And, um, you know, he believes it's real, so it's real. Uh, and we talked about the, the quote about, um, you know, we end in order and, and peace and meet at the end of time. And then Loki says, but you're wrong no one is truly bad no one is truly good um and they talk about the candy box and he says you know don't you have candy on osgard and loki says grapes and nuts and uh moby says oh no wonder why you're so bitter you know? yeah <laughs> um, uh all right so finally they discover in the files this apocalyptic event that happened somewhere in the midwest in 2050 uh, Alabama, Alabama on the All coast. Right. Okay. The coast. I didn't catch that. So yeah. they, they, they figure that that must be where, and the details kind of alluded me that that must be where that Loki is hiding. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so just to piece it all back together in the first yeah, episode, when we first meet Mobius, uh, they go back in ancient Greece times. I'm just going to say, I'm not sure where it was, but it was in ancient times. And there's the kid chewing the blue gum candy. So they grab right. that blue gum candy and that blue gum candy was only sold in a certain period of time, and it was say between right. 2030 and 2070. And then they found an apocalyptic event in between that time that was in uh, Alabama, where they happened to sell that gum. So that's how they pieced down. That's how they drilled down using the clues they found in, in the last episode. Yeah. Right. By the way, they were reading Thank other you. apocalyptic things that weren't quite as extreme apocalyptic, and there were some funny ones in there. I'll have to go back and, and note them or something, but maybe for the next episode. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, all right, so so they make their way to 2050. What was the name of the store? Rocks Cart. Rocks Cart. So Rocks Cart is, I think, an offshoot or a corporate branch of Roxxon Corporation, which has been mentioned throughout the MCU. Okay. More the Spider-Man movies than anything else, but I don't think they've really been much in the MCU movies, but definitely in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Okay. And so and they're another just generic evil corporation. Like Lex Luthor runs a Lex Corp. Rocks rocks on as you know an evil corporation. Yeah, just like Walmart. Got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for the Walmart reference. God, guys, come on. I know it's early. An know. evil corporation. <laughs> Let's repeat that line. Just like Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Oh, I understand that. I am Got not it. disagreeing <laughs> with that at all. <laughs> um. All right, so it's Loki, not funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so they walk into the building and Loki dries himself off using magic. And so we immediately understand that Loki has his 
sort of magic powers back. He's they're in the real world now, so he's yeah. got access to his powers. When when he's not at the time variance authority right. location. But he's not using them and he doesn't immediately, you know, turncoat on the Minutemen because he he apparently legitimately wants to, you know, meet the the timekeepers. Yeah. He wants to he's now he's legitimately trying to help the timekeepers find or is he? Well, well, I, I think allegedly, that, I think he wants to meet them for a reason. Well, yeah, well, we kind of hear why in a, in a few moments here. Um, and they come across a guy shopping for plants <laughs> in the middle of a hurricane. And of course, it's turns out that it's it's the Loki they're searching for who can take the form of different um, humanoids or, or control. Can, he can control them, right? Yeah. Or they can control them. Well, yeah. So, so the minute you guys keep dancing in, around it, we're gonna we're gonna get there. What <laughs> is it? <laughs> somebody take somebody take over. This is where I get a little stuck with like, uh, is it is it Loki or is it that Loki is controlling the person? Oh, in these instances of the show, Loki's controlling the person. You yeah. know, uh, right. and so and so is not okay. possessing their body, but is compelling them to speak as if they were Loki. Ah, right. It's like when Loki took control of Clint or, or uh, Hawkeye, or yeah, Hawkeye, and all those other the scientists and stuff. It's same Dr. thing. Doctor Selbig, not using okay. the scepter, but actually has the ability, okay. the power to do it. All right, so that's okay. Got it. Because Loki was actually like up in the security room, control room, or whatever, yeah. watching the monitors. Yes, and his minions, his people that he was controlling, were doing setting the. Charges. charges yeah. yeah all right the reset okay. charges all right so finally loki tells one you know he says uh you know nice to meet you you finally they the the path the, i don't know the control of of you know is, is passed from person to person he finally gets to one and he says i'm gonna i'm gonna overthrow the timekeepers and i need a i need a uh, qualified lieutenant yeah so let's do this together and Loki tells him, I'm not interested in ruling the TVA. Um, I've got my own plans. I've got my own plans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what are what are this deviant Loki's plans? Do we know? Well, I think that we see the plans uh, based off of what can we can we reveal this now? I mean, well, we're talking we're, about Loki is Lady Loki, right? Possibly somebody else uh, based well, on her name. So Lady Loki. <sighs> All right, so <laughs> are we going to get into this? So, so oh. Loki is gender fluid. Well, hold or, on. Or is Loki? Uh, Loki is can, can can take almost any form, right? Earlier in the show that we skipped over it, they were looking at the different Lokis that they had caught. Yeah. Right. There was one that looked like this, like almost a Hulk-like yeah. beast with horns. One. There was one that looked like a marathon runner. You know humanoid one won the tour the tour de france yeah he's right, right, the right, right. Yeah, yeah yeah so so what is it is it one loki well those are variants they're all variants yeah. right these they're are all... yeah these these are variant loki's throughout the multiverse so just, they're okay. they're setting up there is a multiverse there's multiple versions of all of us in different universes you know that run parallel to ours yeah um except in in the mcu that is the sacred timeline that the that the variants are seeing. so every time there's a variant that breaks off they try and prune them, clip them, destroy yeah. them, if you will. So yeah. that's why they're trying to catch all the variants because they're part, you know, 
making the multiverse branch out. And when the multiverse branch out, branches out too much, then it's chaos. Right. So okay. they're or trying to it? prune, clip all these branches, or is it? They're trying to prune, prune and clip all these branches because the Loki that's in the show is the Loki that's part of what is the sacred timeline. Now, sacred according to whom, we don't know. So, well, hold on. It. I'm going to add to Greg's thing. Is he, Greg? Because remember, you even said it yourself, and we know from the show, the first thing he does is he gets a jacket, and it says variant on the back. He is right. a variant. He is not. He's the Loki we know. But that stopped once he took the Tesseract and went away, and they're chasing him down. He's now one of those people we saw as a hologram. That's true. That's true. He is a, because he's they, a the, sa- the, the sacred timeline Loki dies in, in Endgame. That's right. So he is a variant chasing a variant. So we have to keep that in mind at all times. Is this Loki really trustworthy of the one that we see who sacrifices himself at the end of Endgame? When he says he has another plan, what is that other plan? Here's where I think that song comes in, is holding out for a hero. Which one of these Lokis is going to be the hero of this show? Um, Plus, there is a major, uh, major Easter egg that I have to talk about because I know we're all somewhat fans of this. But if you notice, because we're building up at this moment, we find out that, can I add to the story, your, your timeline? Go. Um, so no. Here's, no, I'm done. I'm cut off. Um, so the other thing is we see what Lady Loki is doing. It's, it's Lady Loki, and she is setting these charges right. with the pad she's been stealing off of their arms, too, to deploy them all throughout time to major moments in time. We'll get to what's in those, but the best thing, if you haven't watched this three or four times and paused this and counted, there are 42 moments that she sends those to, which if you're a fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> really? It's the, the meaning of life. It's the, the meaning of That's life. Awesome. There's 42 charges? There are 42 charges that she drops throughout time. And then when you see where they That's go, cool. oh my God. What a great nod, yeah. It is going to be one of the most chaotic things we're going to see. So the last shot is we see the back of the TVA, yeah. the sacred timeline, all the branches coming off the sacred timeline. Um, they're freaking out. And then we jump back to uh, the store where Loki in female form now jumps through one of the time portals. Yeah. And our Loki on the show looks back. Uh, Mobius is, is yelling, Loki, Loki, don't. And he follows her through the time portal. Yeah end credits so great cliffhanger on this episode like holy shit what is going to happen next oh, yeah. what you just saw and greg if i'm wrong or correct me in any way i think is the actual starting point of the multiverse of madness hmm. this is where it really just blows up and now all these movies are going to have to do something to help fix it or hmm. correct something um which i think has a big connection to wanda maximoff at the end of her series where she's in there learning about the dark hole mm. so i think that's going to be a major connection right there um i wish i had all the, the points somebody had broken it all down on everywhere that lady loki sent and but by the way i'm calling her lady loki um somebody else i, mean, I got to give credit to him i don't know who did it it was one of the sites i was checking out waited to the very end credits and in one of the foreign credits they gave her a name mm. and the name actually matches up with another character in the Marvel universe uh, called the Enchantress. So I'm curious to see how they're going to play this out because that character does have 
some pretty big involvement with some of the characters we're going to see coming down the road in the big film. So is Lady Loki slash Enchantress another variant of Loki? Or is it some en other en character? Enchantress is another character. There is a Lady Loki, Loki character in the Marvel Universe, and there is an Enchantress character in the Marvel Universe. They are two separate characters. They are both Asgardian, though, if that means anything. Yes. Hmm. And Lady Loki in the comics isn't exactly the same as this. It isn't a variant. It uh, was created for the character that, um, oh my God, I'm going to forget her name. L Lady Sif was one of um, Thor's, uh, like, hmm. personal, you know, her friend, the friend of Thor. Okay. Was supposed Omis. to have. Was that it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Lady Sif. One of the Merry Band? was created to like let her I guess soul in, encompass her body and move on but it ended up becoming Loki instead got it but not in the show the show is playing this out totally different hmm. all right well episode three ought to be a lot of fun like I can't imagine uh, based on where we left this is almost like a season you know cliffhanger it, there was so much going on yeah and I, I can't wait for the show and by the way I love the show that's that I love that the show is on Wednesdays. Yeah. It really breaks up the week nicely because, because frankly, my Monday and Tuesdays at work really suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really look forward to something kind of fun and light and uh, to, to pull me out of my uh, standard timeline on Wednesdays yeah. uh, as a distraction. It's been really great. Um, so I've been waking up at Wednesday morning at like, you know, an hour early to watch the show. I'm like super stoked on it. It's really fun. Um, all right, guys. A any last thoughts on this one before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, not for me. No. Right. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a prediction. Okay. Pain. TVA or the bad guys? They could be. Yeah, they could be. That's a possibility. I'm gonna add to your prediction. I I think it's the actual timekeepers. My, my feeling is that the sacred timeline is not right. What we were told in that little uh, Miss Minutes thing about the chaos that was created and they merged everything into the sacred timeline is the actual problem. Got it. So breaking everything off, I think Lady Loki is doing what she thinks is right to bring it back to a normal multiverse. So Really quick, Dave Potter unable to join today, but texting me something that he wants to throw in the show yes uh, he says i think the use of the fdr pen oh, in the beginning yeah uh is a clever reference to the fact that fdr established the tennessee valley authority a public power entity during the depression they are commonly called today as what the tva see we see? missed dave damn it. it he's so damn smart greg we're not doing justice to him at all <laughs> seriously there's, there's a reason why we keep having him on the show. Always <laughs> committed to the show, even when he can't make it. Guys, uh, this has been a lot of fun. We will uh, review, I guess it will be uh, season one, episode four, during the next Hive episode proper, which will be taking place next week. So four or episode three? Episode three, you're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. Half as hard. I don't know. I got, you know, it's this timeline. 
it's, this, it's, it's all these branching timelines. I don't know. It might be episode four. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> See, there could be another uh, be great. version of the Wretched Hive podcast where they actually uh, know what they're doing. Okay, how awesome would that be if they just jumped an episode just to fuck with us? Like, that would, that would be amazing. That would, that, would be, that, would be, <laughs> that would be right in line with what we can jump around and kind of fake it. Uh, guys, have a great week. We will see you again soon. And until then, may the Force be with us all.